Welcome to Team Luke for Minds Podcast. On this show, our mission is to help families just like yours. We'll bring you inspiring stories from brain injury survivors, advice from health professionals, and much more to help make the recovery journey a little easier. If you or anyone you know has a, suffered from a brain injury, this show is for you. Hey everyone, I'm Jared Samuels and welcome to another episode of the Team Luke Cope from Minds podcast. Um, today we have Thomas Montana, who is a patient advocate who works with pediatric home health care. So welcome. Hey, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Um, so my first question is, can you kind of elaborate on what pediatric home health care is and then also maybe how you got into it? Yeah. Definitely. So um, I'll start off with a little bit about pediatric home health care. So um, we provide private duty nursing uh, for pediatrics. So what that means is there's two types of nursing. There's skilled nursing and then there's private duty nursing. Uh, skilled nursing is more of the visits. So you see nurses going into the home, taking care of kiddos more for wound care, um, really quick visits where they're just in and out for an hour. Um, we do more specialized nursing, so that's more of, you know, feeding regimens, they administer medications, uh, they're going to be in the home from anywhere from 8 to 12 hours, most likely. Um, we see a lot of kiddos on services with feeding tubes, uh, and then you get into the higher acuities with trachs and ventilators, uh, also could be on oxygen, and different things like that. Um, how I got into pediatric home health care, uh, my mom actually had breast cancer and I was always in and out of the hospital, dealt a lot with uh, just nurses in general. So it kind of gave me the passion to want to do nursing and uh, kind of throughout my college career, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do nursing or not. This is probably not for me, but I still want to help, help people out in some way. So I've always been really passionate about kids and it brought me to look look for something in pediatrics and this opportunity opened in Dallas. And so I started with them right out of college and been with them for about three years now. Awesome. So what's your role as a patient advocate? Like you go and you talk to the families or what, what is your role? So my role uh, kind of has a couple different things. My main role is you know, I'm the main communication between the hospitals and uh, our office staff. So uh, I receive referrals and create relationships with referral sources uh, throughout my region, which is the Austin region. And I relay that information to my office to uh, kind of see what nursing staff looks like, and also just make sure that we're the best fit for the family. And in that role, I also, if we're not the best fit for the family, I, my role is to be a resource for the families and um, referral sources to find them another company that can uh, take care of them like we do. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Also, I mean, I network uh, with a lot of, you know, uh, special needs and nonprofits throughout my region and uh, find resources for our current families that are on services. Uh, for example, I had a family about two weeks ago 
looking for a service dog uh, for their kiddo. And so I reached out to networking partners and different organizations and found them uh, a service dog company that they're able to get connected with and hopefully um, get a service dog for their kiddo. Yeah, that's great. Mm. So in terms of uh, nurse, so is it all the nurses going into the, you know, to the, the household and, and doing the work like the feeding tube and, and doing all that, or are they training the parents on how to do that? Uh, so it's a little bit of both. Uh, the main role of our nurses that go into the home are really to provide that skilled nurse care uh, that um, to keep them out of the hospital, really. And uh, a lot of the time we see our kiddos graduate services where they don't need us anymore. And so um, we make sure, you know, we have trained nurses go into the home. They do all the, the feedings, medications, anything clinical that you see. Um, that's done in a hospital is done in the home. Mm -hmm. um, they also go to appointments with the families and just kind of uh, keep that communication with us because we kind of keep a current care plan and work with the doctors to make sure that we are, um, you know, our nurses providing the, the care that the doctor is recommending for the family. Mm -hmm. uh, the hospital a lot of the time does, you know, the training with the families and making sure that they're trained because not all the time can nurse, you know, be on shift. A lot of times, you know, insurance doesn't approve them to have 24-hour care. So, right. um, so the families, you know, are always trained and our nurses do a good job of working with them if they don't know something to make sure that they're, they're knowledgeable about what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Now, what has been, or, you know, I guess what is your experience with brain injury patients? So like, how often do you see those? Or like, what, what's your personal experience with that? So my personal experience is, so I've been in this role as a patient advocate for just about a year now, um, before I was a scheduler and kind of dealt more with uh, nurse hiring and uh, scheduling nurses to go out to work with the families. But my experience now has been uh, with brain injury, uh, kiddos has been uh, non-fatal drownings. Um, here, here recently, I've actually uh, started services for uh, non-fatal drowning kiddo, and it was probably one of the hardest things I had to do um, in my position. It was not only being an advocate for my kiddo and making sure that he got the you know right nursing and right care from the hospital into the home, but also being a a family resource and for the parents that uh, had to go through that experience it was definitely an eye-opening experience and it's kind of brought me brought a new light uh, into brain injuries and just uh, the whole spectrum of you know what can happen and uh, you know how to how to cope with it and work with families that may have uh, you know gone through an experience like this yeah, what is uh, what is it like going in and, and meeting with a family that you know they just had this experience? Like, what what's what's that like for you? And how do you? Um, I don't want to say relate, but like, how do you deal with with that uh, those emotions? Mm -hmm. So I'm a very emotional person, uh, just in general. Uh, so you know, for my experience, it's been just going with, with an open mind and knowing that, you know, 
what they're going through, I cannot relate to, but I can be there for them. And I think that's been the biggest thing is just sitting there and just being, being a person that they can talk to and uh, let them know that it's up from here. And I think that has been uh, huge, especially for this certain family that we provide services for is like mom just anytime you know I'd come and visit them in the hospital it's been it the first time I visited her was like you know it was tears and a lot of emotions and even I cried uh, the first time and I was like you know I'm so sorry I'm crying but you know I'm gonna cry with you you know I'm gonna I expe I'm experiencing just a little bit of that pain that you're experiencing and uh, you know, and then every time after that, it kind of got a little bit better, a little bit better. And then it's like almost a joy. Like I'm part of the family now, you know, coming to see you in the hospital on it. That's what I love about my job is just being able to not only like do my job, but create these relationships with families and hospitals and uh, pediatricians is really um, amazing. Mm -hmm. And you said, um, that you've, you know, been able to see a lot of kids get, you know, don't need the nursing anymore to get through it. Do you have any like stories maybe that stand out to you as like, you know, this kiddo was here and now he's, you know, really progressed? Yeah. Uh, I actually, we see it quite often, which is super awesome. And what we do, um, for example, when I in our Austin region in July of 2018, and um, one of our first kiddos just came home on a, a NG tube, which is basically a, a feeding tube through their nose. And um, we had them on services probably for about three weeks. And the kiddo uh, fully could eat by mouth after that. And um, with the nursing we were able to provide for three weeks, um, you know, they were able to, family was able to, you know, return back to work and, uh, we, you know, a little party, uh, like a graduation party for the kiddo and say like, you know, you don't, congratulations, like you don't need our services anymore. And, you know, we helped you get where the doctor wants you to be. And so that, that's, was super awesome, especially at the very beginning of our uh, journey here in Austin. Um, but also with even the more critical kids, uh, that have our, tr the trachs and ventilators, uh, I had a specific family when I was in our Dallas region that uh, came home, you know, not not knowing what was going to happen um, in the next six months to a year with their, you know, you're you're told that your child may not live to be uh, two or three years old, and and you know, I follow them on social media and I see that um, they don't even rely on the ventilator anymore. That um, they only use it if necessary. And I think that that's a huge stepping stone and a huge milestone to hit and they celebrate. And I think that's like super rewarding and, and awesome to see because the joy that you see in the families and, uh, in the nurses lives of just like, it's unreal. It's people ask me about it all the time. And I just, I always like have a smile on my face because you get to see these kids and families, you know, start from a really horrible, sad situation and you see them progress. 
uh, throughout the years. So yeah, I mean that, that's probably why you do the job, right? Because you're making a real mm-hmm. impact on these families and on yeah, these kids' lives. Exactly. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was thinking back on uh, what you said at the beginning about why you got into it. I feel like you kind of can relate in a way because of your your mom's experience. Like you can relate to these families in a, in a different way because you mm-hmm. had that yourself and you're able to relate to them and work with them. And so I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I always go back to that because, uh, you know, my mom doesn't have breast cancer anymore and uh, she's doing really well. And so just to see awesome. where we were back then and all the, the crying and emotions that we went through, where, where our family is now, it's definitely, uh, you know, I have a different outlook on life and just, um, just every day when I wake up, just thankful for a new day. So. It's great. How um, often do you see the family? So they just like once every few weeks or is there, is there a set schedule or is it just like, well, in my position, uh, it it just depends. Uh, You know, if they're in the hospital still and uh, you know, the case manager from the hospital had sent us a referral and we're able to take it. I visit them quite often uh, just to check up. Uh, and the progress that they're having in the hospital. And so I can also relay that to my office. Um, and usually, you know, when they go home and start services with us, I like to check up here and there just because, uh, you know, I, I don't want to lose that, that contact with them and that relationship I made with them in the hospital. So um, I, I usually go out and take them a little uh, birthday gift on their birthday just to see them. And mm-hmm. if I'm out in the area, I'll reach out to mom and say, hey, can I stop by? Is this a good time? stuff like that. But we have, you know, different levels. We have, you know, our account manager, which runs our office and then also scheduling coordinators and then our director of nursing that's internal as well. So um, they're in the homes a lot more often, uh, whether it's taking supplies out like gloves or sanitizer for the nurses, or if it's just to stop in and um, update some doctor's orders um, in the patient chart. Uh, they're, they're in the home a lot more often than I am after we start services. But I still do try to make the effort to go and see the families after we start services. That's great. So um, how did you hear about or get involved with Team Look Hope for Minds? Uh, It's funny you say that I, when I came to Austin, I did a lot of research and finding, you know, nonprofit organizations. And I heard of a different couple ones here in Austin. I got connected and I wasn't too familiar. I actually never heard of you guys until uh, I was networking with one of my really good networking partners uh, that works with the DME company, Taryn A. Uh, she's pretty involved uh, with Rhonda. And she mentioned Team Up for Minds multiple times. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've never heard of them. Like, definitely give me more information. I'd love to, like, look into them, see what they do. And she invited me to the golf tournament. Uh, I think it was uh, back in... March or a couple, I don't know, back yeah. ago. And so, so she invited me just to volunteer. Uh, so I got to volunteer at the golf tournament and uh, there was a lot of uh, companies and families and just different people that are connected with Team Look Hope for Minds. And so it was really cool. I got to run a couple stations at the golf tournament. So Awesome. You went to the support group. What was your experience like there? Going into the support group, I really didn't know what I was going into. I didn't know uh, how many people would be there or 
um, who would be there. And so uh, I just, you know, went in and I got to meet a, a couple survivors uh, that were going to the survivor group. But, um, you, you know, we all sat in a circle and just started off, you know, I didn't really know how to start it off because uh, Rhonda wasn't there. And, you know, I know she usually leads the meetings, but um, I just kind of was like, hey, you know, like I, we don't know, you know, know each other. There was a couple new people. So just said, let's all go around and introduce ourselves and what brought us here. And, you know, we spent a big bulk of the time um, encouraging each other. And I, I left amazed. I, I called my mom and called a couple people after we left and just was just an amazed of, you know, the, the strength these, these people have and what these families are going through. And I, I feel like everyone left really encouraged, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to, to keep going and not to bring, you know, yourself down with what's going on in the moment, but just to know that um, the future holds so much and growth is going to continue to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just always keep that positivity. Mm -hmm. yep. So a big goal of this podcast is kind of like to give it, but you know, and you just mentioned a bunch of advice throughout this entire episode um, mm -hmm. is to like help either a child going, or, you know, a child or adolescent going through the injury and their families. And so we always ask, and it could be more or less, mm -hmm. what are your uh, three biggest pieces of advice for a family or for a kid uh, going through this, going through a brain injury? Yeah, so hmm, three things. I would, if I were to like just narrow it down to three things, uh, just with my specific uh, experiences dealing uh, with non-fatal drowning families, uh, is just uh, keep keep a positive attitude. Excuse uh, me for the parents, keeping that positive attitude for your child and uh, you know, they, they kind of latch onto that, whether, um, you know, depending on what's going on with your kiddo is just uh, keeping that positive attitude. It just helps with the growth and just helps the morale of the home. And I feel that that has helped, you know, my specific mom that has uh, dealt with this here recently is just, you know, she's grown as a person and, uh, you know, they've grown as a family, uh, especially keeping that positive attitude. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing I would say is taking advantage of the resources that are out there uh, for you. There is so many resources here in Austin, but all over Texas. And I mean, I, I don't know if families uh, are you know, outside of Texas, but just here in Texas and here in Austin specifically, there are so many resources for families, whether it's support groups like you guys offer, um, you know, different nursing agencies, therapies, medical supplies, you know, there's just many resources and it's, it's unreal. Every day I hear of a new resource. And so just taking advantage of those and um, not feeling like you you know, you have to exclude yourself from those things or resources um, because, you know, anything and everything can help help with this uh, journey that you're going through. Mm -hmm. 
The last piece of advice I would say is, um, it kind of goes along with the last one, but uh, just because you know you have a brain injury or your child has a brain injury does not mean you're different than anybody else. And to include yourself in those, you know, in environments where there are uh, people who don't have brain injuries or kiddos that don't have brain injuries, um, you know, is is super important. Just you know, to help yourself realize that you're not any different mm-hmm. and uh, that people are going to support you and to love on you and uh, not to be afraid. And, you know, not personally going through that experience, you know, is, is I've never lived through that, but I work with a lot of families uh, that, you know, a lot of the time I hear it's like, oh, it's, it's hard to include myself in things like that or my kiddo in those things just because, you know, I'm, I feel I'm different or I feel like uh, my kiddo can't play baseball like other kiddos can. And so just, just encouraging that to get involved. And there's always, uh, there's so many resources again in Austin that can, can help get your, your child or yourself included in, in uh, community events like that. Yeah, no, that last piece is great because I, I mean, so I was uh, 20 when I had my injury. So it was a little different. Like I could, I'd, I'd already, you know, been through high school and stuff. Before. Yeah. When you're a kid, like you really feel like, hey, I'm different. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, I can't run the, you know, run and play kickball right now. I can't, Yeah. you know, so you really feel that. It's, it's good. You know, it's a great piece of advice there to, to realize you're not different and that people are going to support you. Yeah, that's huge. And I mean, I just with a lot of my families, just hearing kind of their stories and uh, how they feel that they can't be normal and uh, and join events like this. I always just try to be that encouragement to them and let them know, like, hey, I'll go with you. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's you know, like, let's go out. And I always invite our families uh, to like fun runs and different things where you know they can bring their their kiddo whether if they can't run then you know we can run with them in a stroller you know their wheelchair and you know we're you're not different than anybody else mm-hmm. so awesome well uh thank you so much um before we before we end how do people get in touch with you or how do they contact you uh so my cell phone i give my cell phone to anybody so uh, i'm definitely uh open to calls or texts um, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Um, my cell phone number is 903-294-9788. Um, and yeah, people can text or call me. And even if it's not in regards to nursing, just need somebody to talk to or you know, need a resource, I'd be happy to answer any questions or talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. Great. I appreciate it. It was a nice meeting. Yeah, I'll see you at the next support group. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Team Luke Hope for Minds podcast. If you want to learn more, check out our website, teamlukehopeforminds.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. See you all next time.